Well, we have today a very special celebration. It's technically optional, but this is one I certainly would recommend be celebrated, and that's why we are today here at the shrine. This feast has been celebrated since the 15th century, the holy name of Jesus. Now, why is it here? Why is it on this date? It's set as close to January 1st as possible. Why? Because January 1st, as you've heard me say, completes the octave of Christmas, the eight days of Christmas, known as the octave. Every day of those eight days is like Christmas Day. You heard me say that last week. So you have the Christmas really begins on Christmas Day, the 25th, day one, 26th, 27th, 28th, 29th, 30th, 31st, January 1st, the eighth day. Critically important because that's the solemnity of Mary, the mother of God, and you can't separate Mary from Jesus. Okay, you heard me explain that last week, but now we take it a step farther. This feast of the name of Jesus is set as close to that day as possible, January the 1st. Why? Because this is when Jesus was named at his circumcision. And so this is when you name the child, is when they were circumcised. And when were they circumcised? Jesus would have been circumcised eight days after his birth. It's a beautiful connection with our Jewish brothers and sisters. So this name of Jesus is so important. In fact, have you seen, and many people ask us the question, you see it on the altar. I don't know if Brother Mark can scroll down to the altar. You see where it says IHS, and this is down in the front of the altar. I'm not sure if he's able to show that. But on the very front of our altar, it says IHS. You've seen it on priestly chasubles, IHS. What is that? That is a crystogram. That is iota, eta, and sigma the Greek letters for the first three letters of the name Jesus in Greek. So the very first three letters of the name Jesus in Greek are iota, eta, and sigma. That's I-H-S. Now, you've also seen the P with the X in it. Now, I don't have that on my chasuble, but many priest chasubles have the P with the X. That is the Greek chi rho. Chi is the X, rho is the letter P. So you see the P with the X on the stem of the P. That stands for chi rho. That is the first three letters of the name Christ in Greek. So the first three letters of Jesus is IHS in Greek, and the first three letters, or the first two letters, I guess you could say, of the name Christ in Greek is Cairo. And so these are things that we see all the time and we don't know the meaning. That's the power of the name of Jesus, of Christ. Now, <clears throat> in Matthew, which we've been reading from, the angel tells Joseph, you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Now, here's what's interesting. It is the only place in the New Testament where saves his people appears with the word sin. This is very important now. This shows that Matthew pays as much attention to the name of the child and its theological significance as the actual birth itself. 
I had no idea of that till I went to seminary. And Monsignor taught me, Monsignor Toro taught me that Matthew puts as much emphasis on the name of Jesus as the birth itself. I was blown away by that. This is the power of the name of Jesus. Jesus means he who saves. So Matthew then mentions the prophecy of Isaiah. We just heard about it in what we read today, but we also hear about it in Isaiah 7:14. All of this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel, which means the name Jesus means God with us or God saves. So Matthew pulls it all together. And this is the beauty of our faith. You know, the first reading that Brother Alex just did is also very important because in the very first reading that Matthew did, or uh, Alex did, it says here that um, we receive him in his commandments, if we should believe in the name of his son. Notice that? If you believe in the name of Jesus, how powerful this is. So reverence for the name of Jesus is emphasized a lot by St. Paul. He talks about it in Philippians chapter 2, verse 10. That in the name of Jesus, and you know, we Marians read this on our divine office. We pray as priests and brothers, we pray the divine office every day. And it is this, it's quote, that in the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of those that are in heaven and on earth and under the earth so that no other name shall be proclaimed. This is the name of Jesus. We say it every day. Then in Romans chapter 10, verse 13, St. Paul emphasizes the salvific nature of his name. He says it saves. Nobody else is saved, but you are saved in no other way but by the name of Jesus. This is powerful. He says those who call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. This is why using God's name in vain is so important for us to realize the seriousness of it. You've heard me say before, there's only two things that I actually stop a confession for. And I've always talked about the first one. When somebody confesses, they don't forgive. So when I have a confession and somebody says, well, I've done this and this and this, Father, and I have not forgiven my brother-in-law, and I go on and on, I'm like, whoa, 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 hold on. Let's go back to that. Because a lack of forgiveness is so serious, it can cause us our salvation. And so I don't stop the confession to beat them up or, or to, to tell them how bad they are. I don't do that. I stop the confession to explain to them the seriousness. Now, praise God they confessed it. Praise God. But we want to make sure they understand why it's so serious. And the second reason I stop a confession, using the Lord's name in vain. In fact, it's so important, the name of the Lord, that the Jews didn't even say it. Yahweh. And in fact, you know, of all the things that our Lord tells us to do, only the top 10 made the 10 commandments. And of that, using the Lord's name in vain is second. It's the second commandment. That ought to really open our eyes. And so we need to 
pray for those who become the habitual in using the Lord's name in vain. You know, it is so serious. Why? Because the name Jesus means to save. And when you say GD, you're damning. You're doing the exact opposite of what the name of Jesus does. Or if you say JC in in an angry, bitter way, you're doing the opposite of what the reverence of the name stands for. Now, I understand sometimes it's just habitual and people don't mean anything by it, but we don't want to accept that as a valid reason. Using our Lord's name in vain is the second commandment. We can't do this. Try to work on that. Try to work. Well, I've been saying it for 50 years. Yeah, but praise be to God if you can break a habit after 50 years. And heaven forbid that we use it to really damn someone. GD, it's unbelievable. You know, it's, it's, it's unconscionable to me that in movies, they are so critical about not using slurs against transgenders or sexual orientation, but GD is used now. It's just unconscionable to me that we can use GD in a movie like it's nothing but to say a slur that goes against somebody's sexual orientation, which is wrong, but that is absolutely forbidden. And it should be, but so should using our Lord's name in vain. So let us make reparation today. I do my holy hours in the morning, and when I was in the chapel this morning, it's still dark, and and just at the end of the holy hour, when the sun just starts to come up, you can see the crack of dawn, and you can see in the Brookshire Mountains here in Massachusetts, it's beautiful outside our chapel where the hills and the mountains, it's, it's just gorgeous. And I, the first thing that came to my mind today, this morning in prayer, that all of that creation was given to us through the name of Jesus. All creation was through the Son. Everything was by the Father, but through the Word. John, the first chapter of John, tells us this. All was created by the Father, but through the Son. And so by the name of the second person of the Trinity, the Word, when God the Father spoke the Word, the second person of the Trinity, all came to be. So as I'm sitting there looking at the window thinking, what a connection between this beautiful scene of the mountains and the, and the beautiful panoramic view to the name of Jesus. And so let us reverently keep this name. Pray for all those who have used the Lord's name in vain. Make reparation because this is one thing that hurts our Lord's heart very greatly. All right, so to finish, the power of the name of Jesus is also used when we pray. Did you notice this? Jesus states, if you ask the Father anything in my name, he will give it to you. Now, that doesn't mean that you ask to win the lottery so you can skip it on your family and go live on a yacht in the Mediterranean. That's not in accord probably with God's will. So what we do is we pray in the Lord's name for that is with compatible with his will. And you know, many Christian prayers conclude with the words, through Jesus Christ, our Lord, amen.
Notice what we're doing there? You're doing what Jesus said. Jesus said, if you ask anything of the Father in my name, according to his will, it'll be given to you. And then we pray through Christ our Lord. Amen. So we're basically, when we finish an intention, and I pray in the collect, and I finish it, and we, um, you know, we, we say the prayer, and then I say, through Christ our Lord, amen. We're putting that stamp on it. By now, Lord, Heavenly Father, we're asking through Jesus' name. This is how powerful it is. And then finally, the New Testament refers to the power of the invocation of the holy name of Jesus. In fact, in Mark, not just Matthew, but Mark 9, 38, demons are driven out by the power of the name of Jesus. You ever want to know to discern a good spirit or a bad spirit? A lot of people write to us, Father, how do we know if we're dealing with a good spirit or a bad spirit? Very easy. Two things. Holy water and the name of Jesus. If you want to know if you're dealing with a good spirit or a bad spirit and you're feeling influenced, yes, do this or no, don't do that. And you want to discern the spirits, holy water and the name of Jesus. If this is a bad spirit, holy water and the name of Jesus will cause it to flee. If it's a good spirit, holy water and the name of Jesus will continue with the, with the, the, the act of that spirit. Holy water and the name of Jesus. Ask any exorcist. That is what they use. Exorcisms use Jesus' name to tell if it's a good spirit or a bad spirit. A good spirit will repeat the name of Jesus. The bad spirit cannot. And so that's what exorcists do. They command them in the name of Christ our Lord. You've seen that. You've seen exorcisms in movies, probably whatever, but the rite itself, R-I-T-E, the rite of the Catholic Church, the priest commands the spirits in the name of Jesus Christ. And so this is how powerful it is. When I did a little research in the diary of St. Faustina this morning so that we could pick the reading from the passage, I was amazed at how many places Jesus, uh, St. Faustina references uh, or mentions reverence of the name of Jesus. I was blown away. And so I'm going to have Brother Alex read one of them from the diary today about the name of Jesus to St. Faustina. And so let us also too be like St. Faustina and call upon the name of Jesus. Now remember, I will finish with one thing. Not everybody who says, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. So it's not a magic wand like abracadabra. I'm going to continue to do this and do whatever I want, cheat people, live my own life, don't care about God, don't go to church, live a lustful life, greed, uh, everything else. But Jesus, yeah, I'll call on his name so I can get into heaven. It doesn't work that way. What it means by calling on the name of Jesus is that you live it in your life, not just say it. And that's what separates our Catholic teaching from all others. And that's scriptural. That's the importance of today's feast. So if you have somebody, loved ones or family, who's in the habit of using our Lord's name in vain, blame Father Chris. Say, Father Chris told me today in the, in the homily that out of love, I need to bring that up to you. Just please recognize. We understand it may be habitual. We may understand it as nothing intended, in, bad intention. But it's that important that we reserve our Lord's name only 
for reverence. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content, which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.